And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. We're continuing the series of the believer's identity in Christ. And uh, before we get into uh, continuing teaching on this topic today, I wanted to go through a couple of scriptures that are fundamental to reading the Bible and understanding God's Word. And uh, one of my favorite scriptures is in Second Timothy uh, chapter 3. And it's verse 16. And the Bible says, all scripture, that's all scripture, nothing is left out. That means every single verse in the Bible. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Now, just those few words are so fundamental to how we understand the Word of God came about. Many people will say to you, oh, I believe that just, you know, God didn't write the Bible. Man wrote the the Bible. Uh, Man wrote everything in the Bible. And so how can we believe what it says? Because God didn't even write it. Well, This scripture here in 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is breathed out by God. Well, how does this work? How did these words show up on these pages? Well, God breathed out his word by his Holy Spirit. The people who actually wrote the words were were hearing the words that they should write in their heart. So God was breathing out his very word. The word made flesh, that's Jesus himself. God was breathing out the word. God was breathing out this, these scriptures, line by line, word, word by word. And he was putting it on the hearts of those who he could trust, hear his voice clearly, and could write exactly what he was telling them in his heart. Now, who knows? Some of those words might have been his audible voice speaking to those people who wrote down what they heard. But the important thing is that we is that we understand from the Word of God that it was the Bible wasn't written by man from man's own thoughts, from his carnal mind. The Bible was breathed by God according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. So that is a, is a crucial scripture today for us to understand that every single word of God's word is God-breathed. It's in, other translations say it's inspired by God. So a lot of authors of different books, they are inspired to write a book about something that interests them. They're inspired and their thoughts don't necessarily come from their minds. They come deep in their heart. They have this great idea, this great revelation about something they want to write about. And this is similar. God placed the desire, the inspiration, the desire for someone to just write what they believe God was telling them. And today we have the Word of God. And in between those two things, we had a lot of people having to lose their life, a lot of sacrifices down the years. Many thousands of people had to die for this word to get into our hands today. 
brethren. And um, we, we don't know half of the suffering that people had to endure to continue to keep this word intact uh, across the decades and the centuries uh, between when this was breathed by God and 2019, this year that we're in right now. So we have much to be thankful for, for God's word getting into our hands, because without God's word, we would not be able to tell who we are in Christ. We would not be able to know um, the truth. We would not know. We would not be able to be set free by Jesus uh, because we would not know that we could be. And that's what the enemy wants. The devil wants us not to find out the truth, because the longer we are in darkness to the truth, the longer he can influence our lives in an evil way, because the devil hates anyone and anything that is made in the image of God. So that includes the entire human race. But the good news is that Jesus offered his life and gave his life as a sacrifice so that we may we might receive him, believe in him, give our lives to Jesus, receive him as our Savior and our Lord and be given eternal life, a newness of life. But not just that, even though that's incredible by itself, we are a new creation at that point. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God. So I wanted to encourage you with that today. Uh, the other item I wanted to talk about today, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 23. I want to pray this over you today as we did uh, several uh, programs ago on the radio here. And verse 17 of chapter 1 of Ephesians says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable, immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And the, 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 the verses that I really wanted to pray over you today from that were to have your the eyes of your hearts enlightened, verse 18, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. You know, what is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? What is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? That, that the, the Lord would give you the spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of him, verse 17. Because if you have a revelation of the knowledge of God, that is where you begin to understand the nature of God, the love of God, everything that there is to know about God. 
if you would just be given the spirit of wisdom and a revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. So I pray for the I pray that you would receive these uh, scriptures today that you would understand them but that you would receive the very things from the Lord that I asked him to give you today. Because um Catrice, my wife and I, we we love you very much. We may not have met you because we are obviously on the radio, but we we care for you. We love you. Um and um we want to Jesus said, "If you love me, feed my sheep." And that is why this radio program began many ta- many years ago. And we want to continue to be obedient to Jesus because we do love him. And because we love him, we, we need to do the right thing. We need to do what he told us to do. And one of the things he told us to do was to feed his sheep. So we are trying our best, trying our hardest to feed you each week with the word of God. Because that is what will set you free. You must get to know the truth. You must meditate on the Word of God day and night and remove all distractions from your life so that you may may uh, make a way and make room for, I should say, make room for the Lord in your life to a greater extent and also the Word of God particularly so that your soul, your mind becomes renewed to the truth according to Romans chapter 12 Verse 2, which, as you know, we've been talking about much recently. Um, Romans chapter 8, verse 2, four chapters previous, says, For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. This is another very important verse I really want you to make a note of today. It is, it often will say, well, it's night and day. The difference between this and this, the difference is night and day. Well, what the word is saying here, what the scripture is saying is, the difference is between life and death and freedom and sin. You are free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and of death by the law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that set you free. Only what Jesus did at the cross was powerful enough to set you free from all pain in your life, all sickness, disease. That's when he went to the whipping post and he, right before the cross, Jesus suffered at the hands of the Romans who lashed him more than 39 times. And by the stripes of Jesus, according to Isaiah 53 verse 5, according to the that those verses, the, by his scourging, we are healed. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, by whose stripes we were healed. This is just one of God's promises, one of God's things that he has given us. But Jesus has set us free from not just sickness and disease, but the chains of um, your past, uh, any form of destruction, any form of depression, uh, addictions, any any form of chains around your heart. Um, you are so loved by God. God sees you different than you see yourself. And so what's important is for us to understand from the word of God what God says about us so that we may then look in the mirror and we start to see Jesus. Because the Bible says, 
As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, as Jesus is, so are we. That means so is the believer. It's so are you, so I'm so am I in this world. So in this world, we are just as Jesus is, according to God. So we must begin to really think on these things. Think on God's promises. Focus on these things in your time with the Lord. Focus on these things when you're walking up and down the streets, wherever you are, or sitting in your home. Just think on these things. Dwell on these things. Let your heart dwell and allow the Lord to reveal these truths and confirm these truths to you. Amen. Ephesians uh, chapter 1 and verse uh, and, and chapter 2. They are full of very, uh, very great richness in information and truth. And we won't be able to get through uh, both chapters today, but I'm going to start in chapter 1. Because it tells us how God loves us and what he's done for us. And so we're going to start in chapter 1 of Ephesians. Uh, chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 3. And remember that the Ephesians, uh, the church of at Ephesus, is the church that was written to by the Apostle Paul. So the book of Ephesians is a letter or letters of the Apostle Paul to the brethren, to the believers, to the church at Ephesus, okay? And so when you read through the book of Ephesians, you see that this is the letter he wrote to them, and this is what he was trying to tell them about themselves. So verse 3 says in chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now, remember, we're in heavenly places. We talked about this last week. And indeed, we talked about it just now, that God has seated Christ far above all rule and power and dominion and authority. And the Bible also says that, and we went about, we talked about this last week, that God has raised us up in Christ Jesus and seated us in him next to the Father in heavenly places. So this verse 3 says, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, that confirms what we have already discussed in the last couple of weeks, that we are in heavenly places, we are in Christ, and of course that's where every spiritual blessing would be. It wouldn't be outside of Jesus, because remember God has given everything to Jesus, everything. And um, we have been blessed with with uh, every spiritual blessing and everything that pertains to life and godliness. And all of that is good. There's nothing bad about uh, anything that God gives us. Everything good comes down from the Father of lights, the Bible says. Verse 4, even as he chose us in him. So you may say, well, God never picked me. I'm just by myself. Look at the life I've had. I've had a life of destruction and drugs and alcohol and lack and poverty. What, whatever you see around you, whatever situation you see yourself in, 
God has still chosen you in him before the foundation of the world, according to verse 4. And the key to thinking differently about your situation is to know that God loves you, that he will continue to provide for you and your family, that God has never failed you. He's always been faithful. He always will be faithful. The key is for us to continue to trust in him, to acknowledge him. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 say that, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. We must acknowledge him. We must not lean on our own understanding. We must not continue to conclude based on our own belief and our own understanding that may not line up with Scripture, because that's where we get into trouble. When we surmise, when we conclude, when we summarize that this came about because of what this person did to me or I did to that person or because God this did this, this God did this to me, we start blaming God for things. We conclude, well, maybe God is not always trustworthy because look, why did he do this in my life? That is where we fall into a ditch, when we fall into trouble. We must trust in the Lord. Remember When someone says to you, don't worry, God is in control, remember we talked about this a few weeks ago. That is not necessarily true. If God was in control of everything, that means you would not have a free will and you would see everything controlled in your environment and nothing would be uh, wrong about this world. So to say that God is in control let's say, for example, of the earth, of the planet earth, and everything that goes on inside the planet in our world, that's actually an insult to the Lord, because the Lord, if that is truly the Lord's work, the Lord's doing a bad job, and God doesn't do a bad job of anything. He does good things. He does good works, and he has finished his works. The world that you see around us is a fallen world, where fallen man that doesn't know God still is roaming around and being influenced by evil. Because remember, the Bible says that the prince of the power of the air is still working through the sons of disobedience. So there are still people walking around the earth that are being disobedient and being rebellious against God, rejecting God, and not receiving Jesus as their Savior and their Lord. Now, we mustn't criticize people for being that way, but we must pray for them and love on them and tell them what Jesus has done in our lives. Tell them your testimony. Tell these people that you meet in the streets that don't know Jesus. Tell them about your testimony. It's so powerful when you can tell them what Jesus has done in your life. Because people will say, well, if Jesus has done that in your life, and I know you, and I know what happened in your life, and I believe what you're telling me, then maybe Jesus can help me too. And obviously that's true. They just have to receive him as their Savior and their Lord. So remember that verse 4 says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Before he even created the earth, he chose you. That's amazing. He knew you even before the foundation of the world. He's known you for a lot longer than anyone else. He's known you for a lot longer than the time that your heart's been beating in your chest. Isn't that amazing? Verse 4 continues to say, 
that we should be holy and blameless before him. We spoke about this last week as well. In love, he predestined us to uh, us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Verse 5 here, it talks about the love that God has. Because of the love he had for us, and he has for us, he predestined us. You were already destined to be adopted to God as sons. This is amazing news. This is the great good news. This is the gospel. But this is also us being sons and daughters of the Most High God. This is uh, not well known uh, by Christians in general. A lot of Christians, they, they believe that they're going to heaven. But they don't know that they're a son of God. They would say, well, that's blasphemous. Only Jesus is the son of God. But the Bible clearly says that we have been predestined uh, for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. According to the purpose of his will. It's God's will. He has purpose. He has plans for your life. And he has predestined you to be adopted. So no longer are, are you an orphan. No longer are you a child of the devil if you have received Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. We spoke about this before, that God translated, he transferred you, he rescued you from under the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved Son. And that's Jesus. And you're no longer trapped and and uh, manipulated by the enemy. You You may still be manipulated if you don't understand and recognize that you are. And that's why it's important to spend time with the Lord and continuously have conversations with him when you're going about your daily business. Be discerning. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you evil that is around you and how to pray for other people. But we must have this relationship with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to reveal all truth to us, to reveal all truth. I encourage you to understand that God is not mad at you. God doesn't hate you. He's not disappointed for what you did in your early life before you came to him. He's not disappointed if you slipped up. He's disappointed if you slip up, you make a mistake, and you don't come and ask for repentance, and you don't repent, and you don't, you, you, you don't come and ask for forgiveness of those sins. He needs you to come and confess all wrongdoing, First John chapter 1, verse 9. If you confess your sins, the Bible says, He, God, is faithful to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So it's important that we do that. And we ask the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, Holy Spirit, reveal to me if I need to confess anything that I might have overlooked. I want to be homely, holy and blameless before him, according to verse 4. Holy and blameless. But do be encouraged, brother and sister of Christ, listening to me right now. Be encouraged that God is wanting a relationship with you. He paid a very, very high price by sending his son to the cross to be able to reestablish, reconcile, reconcile you and I back to him to reform, to, to form a bridge 
And that bridge from us to the Lord, that bridge is Jesus. The bridge is the cross of Jesus. That was, we never had the bridge after the fall of man in the Garden of Eden at that tree. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, sin separated us from God. But now Jesus is offering us a way back to God. And it's a very simple, very simple decision. And it's the the cross. It's the cross of Jesus. And it's the bridge that gets us from where we were as fallen people back to being in relationship with God and becoming sons and daughters of the Most High God. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. See, he's the only way across that valley. He is the only bridge available to God. And he is the only way we can, he is the only way and the only path we can take to get to the Father and be forgiven of our sins and receive eternal life, but also receive a new identity and then tell everybody else about Jesus, pray for them, lay hands on the sick so that they recover, cast out demons. Amen. And so, there is so much more to cover, as you can understand. The The Apostle Paul spent uh, the majority of his ministry talking about one topic, and that's the identity of the believer. And we have barely touched on it in four or five weeks here, but we will continue to do so. Uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash touch of God radio. Our website is touchofgodradio.org. And if you need prayer, please contact Pastor Kevin at 0708-332-117. That's 0708-332-117. And we will pray for you. In the meantime, Lord, I thank you for these precious people, these precious souls today. I thank you, Lord, for their lives. I thank you, Lord, for their uh, dedication to you. I thank you, Lord, that you are molding their hearts in such a way that you are delivering them from all pain, all sickness, disease, but also all heartache, all depression, everything not of you, Lord. Deliver them today, Lord. I thank you that you, they will entrust all of their baggage, all of their troubles, and they will cast those cares upon you, for your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So we thank you, Lord, today for being such a blessing to these people. Continue to provide for them, Lord, and continue to reveal to them that they are seated with you in heavenly places far above all evil, far above all the problems that they think they have. You are their provider, their sole provider, and we thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you have a blessed week. God bless you.